guest today, I am uber excited to have her with me today, is none other than Lisa Wilbur. And check this out, okay? Just check this out. Lisa is number five money owner in the USA for Avon. Number five. She has a down, downstream of you know, distributors of over 3,000 people who have made over $8 million in 2015. This girl knows how to monetize her mission. <laughs> into that she has her own direct sales business so she's taken the skills that she's learned from creating that multi-million dollar Avon business and created her own business in direct sales which she teaches and now she goes out and speaks on to different continents and different countries speaking on exactly that of sales branding and marketing Lisa welcome to monetize your mission thank you for having me oh it's a pleasure and the first question that's on my mind, because oh, the biggest thing I didn't mention is you're, you've been nominated or you are being awarded 2015's top female network marketer in the world. Wow. 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 Like that's, not a, that's no easy feat. So tell me, my first question to you is, please, tell me, Lisa, how did all of this come about? How did you find what you were good at? What, what's the journey? You, you are going to laugh so much. This is, <laughs> I, I wish I'd had some big master plan or knew this was going to work out this way, but not at all. Um, I actually was a secretary for somebody, and that was, I thought that was my big break job because before the secretary job, I worked third shift in a convenience store, uh, 11 to 7 for like $3.60 an hour. And that was horrible, that job. <laughs> and then I thought my big break was getting that secretary job. That was, oh, I was earning about 20000 a year. I had wow. medical and dental and retirement. And I just thought I had arrived. I was in my early 20s. And I worked for that company about two and a half years. And my department got um, downsized, or they did away with the whole department. And... Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, I had always done um, Avon since I was like 18, just playing around, but never did I think, boy, you know what? I could do that full time. <laughs> I didn't know anybody doing it full time. I didn't know anybody doing direct sales full time. Mm -hmm. And because the secretary money was like 20000 a year, I thought there is no way that I'm going to make that kind of money in direct sales. And what was funny is, um, some things I, I want to confess right now. Some things I'm good at, some things I'm not. The whole married thing, I'm not good at. <laughs> so, husband number two, <laughs> I, I number them now, yeah. So I came home when I lost that secretary job, and I was crying. I mean, like crying so hard, I was snorting, that kind of bad crying. Oh, yeah, it was bad. And he's the one that said, why don't you do more with that Avon thing you've been playing with? And I thought, oh, you simple man. <laughs> I don't know anybody making that kind of money doing Avon. And he said, just because they don't, how does that mean that you can't? Wow. And that was like, woo. <laughs> For some reason, I mean, uh, I, I hadn't thought about it that way. And for years, I actually thought he believed in me is why he said that. But unfortunately, <laughs> I was talking to, the, to one of my team members on the phone one night, and I was telling him how supportive 
uh, husband number two was and how great he was and all that. When I got off the phone, husband number two says to me, um, he said, you don't go around telling people that, do you? And I'm like, well, you know, that really made a difference right at the right moment. You said the right thing at the right moment. I might not even be doing this if it hadn't been for that, what you said. He said, oh, God, I only said that back then to get you to quit crying. <laughs> he said, I never dreamed you'd do anything with it. <laughs> Sometimes it's just better not to know. <laughs> Totally. I said, you know what? You should have just lied to me just then. Yeah. <laughs> Lie, you know. <laughs> but since then, I've released him to move on to another opportunity. So, wow. <laughs> which is fine. Actually, that that was a nice gift that he gave me was confidence at the moment that I needed it, yeah. even though. I've now actually, I'm glad I went through that because I realized that. I don't need someone else to believe in me. I just needed me to yeah. believe in me. And I, I, at that moment, I didn't believe in me, and I thought he did. That was enough. And it, I was able to launch the business. And, I mean, it's turned out far, far better than anything I could have. I had no idea, no idea whatsoever. I mean, we're talking multi-millions here. I mean, I don't know how much you want me to say, but my cumulative earnings, cumulative, since um, 93 till now, uh, almost $5 million. I mean, that, what, I, what other job did I have the skills for that I could earn? Certainly not that secretary job. No, no. no, no. Or what, the convenience store? <laughs> I mean, I, right. I mean, it's just, and I've earned over 30, I think it's 32 all-expense-paid trips. I've uh, from the company as incentives. Um, matter of fact, we're going. My ten-year-old and I, uh, Lydia, are going on a trip to Mexico in a couple of weeks. All expense paid. One of those inclusive resorts, and uh, she just thinks traveling something we all do all the time. Because since she was born, we always do it. Oh wow! It's uh, unbelievable. Um, so the the Avon journey began with just a moment of absolute desperation. Yes. It was desperation, yeah. Number two. number two, really, earning money wasn't his thing. Mm. So I was paying all the bills with my secretary job. I had to get something and get yeah. it fast and make it work. Um, at that time, it was like 1987, and it was a recession then. Wow. And I, here in the States, I tried to find something else. And you know, it's funny, when you're a secretary, like the bottom of the pile is temp work. I couldn't even hired at the temp agent. I went and tried because I didn't type fast enough at that time. I type about 60 words a minute. You had to do 70 to get hired. I couldn't even get a temp job. Talk about embarrassing. It's like, <laughs> so, thank God. <laughs> well, really? Well, now, thank God. But I mean, at the time, oh, uh, I was, I was desperate. I, I, I had to get money and I was borrowing rent money from my mother off and on. And it's so funny because I kept, I kept like promising her. I'm like, this Avon thing's going to work out, mom. Yeah. Just give it a little time. You have to build it. And I get off the phone and go, Oh my God, I hope this works out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like selling it to everybody, you know, but I think why people didn't see me, making a success out of it necessarily because as you might notice i'm not wearing makeup now mm. avon's known for makeup and it's not something i'm into luckily they got lots of other products they've got yeah. shampoo deodorant and all that stuff so i didn't have to be 
uh, maven, a makeup maven to make it work. I just had to want it really bad. And I did. I, once I figured out that all I had to do is get myself in front of enough people every day, that works. It isn't I, it interesting that you say that, Lisa, because you said I needed it bad enough. And a lot of the times when people uh, come to me, they say, I, I know I want to do something, but I just, I need the motivation. Or I need, and then wouldn't you say it's really not a question of motivation, but a question of how badly do you want it? Well, and you know, I was sick of being poor. I, I, I didn't grow up poor. I, I was like in a middle-class family. And, um, when I was married to husband number two, I was living in a trailer park, single wide trail in a trailer park. And there's nothing wrong with trailer parks or anything, but I didn't grow up as a little kid going, Ooh, I hope I get to live in a trailer park. Yeah. No, I want to be rich. I want to have money and have new cars, live in a nice big house. I want to travel. I want to do things. I want to be somebody. Yeah. And I was, I didn't, I, I guess I, I just didn't see myself being a poor person. From then on and what really motivated me I think is it was humiliating being poor mm. I still I have kept a stack of the yellow notices from the electric company because I got shut off so many times and back then if you chased the guy out and gave him cash before he got up the pole they'd let you have another 30 days and I had to do that so many times and the guy that came from the electric company he'd always look at me like you know, I was white trash. That's what they say because I'm living in the trailer park. And it'd be like, oh, man, <laughs> this is not where I was supposed to be in my life. This is just not, I'm not willing to live like this for the rest of my life. So I think it was more, uh, it was too humiliating to be poor. Wow. You know, having some money is much nicer. <laughs> That's much nicer. <laughs> so, tell me, Lisa, when, so, in coming into the Avon journey, and this could be, Avon could be replaced with any business idea, really. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. to be in business, you, you have to have a certain mindset. Yes. What kept you, like in the early days, and this is for every business, there is struggle street. You know, you're on struggle street, trying to make it happen, trying to make it happen. At what point did you think, is this going to tip? Am I, like, what kept you going, one? And when did it actually tip for you that you said, I can now just cruise? You know what's funny is... Um I convinced myself somehow mentally, I think that I was by mistake in the trailer park. That was a mistake. That was like a cosmic mistake that I was there. And I'm like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know how I did this. I, I, it must've been choices I made because I take a hundred percent responsibility for myself. I said, it's got to be choices I made up to this point that brought me here, but this isn't going to continue because I'm not, going to live like this you know what's scary is down at the trailer park i live about five miles from them now 95 percent of the people that were there when i lived there still live there today and they're still grinding out an existence that could be me that is motivated just i drive through just to remind myself oh i gotta stay on the ball here because i'm not willing to live like that you know what i mean you have to really really stay on the ball and think um what's going to be profitable for me to do today. I have to look at what's going to grow my business. What's going to make me the most money. Uh, what decisions today is going to put me in front of more people who might be interested in my business or might be interested in my products. I think I always have to think that way 
to make it a real business. My time is worth money. Yeah. And the decision I make could be the difference between having everything I want and being back in the trailer park. So to me, I'm not willing to live that way anymore. And I know every day I have to make decisions to make sure that I don't. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, every day is the decision. You have, you have to take it serious. I think you can't, if you treat this like a hobby, especially in direct sales, a lot of people treat it like a hobby. It'll cost you like a hobby. But if you treat it like a business, it'll pay you. Like oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Uh, such a different mindset. And um, I actually, you actually get made fun of a lot, I think. <laughs> yeah. I get made fun of still. Yeah. You know, when my, my daughter went to Girl Scouts, um, I drive an Avon car, right? It has a wrap on it. So people generally know I do Avon. Many people know I'm single. The troop leader asked me if I needed a couple weeks to save up for the uh, dues for the troop allowance, which is like a buck. <laughs> and I, so, <laughs> I know. so it, it, I think that um, when I didn't have any money and was struggling, that was horrible when because people knew it. But now, just because I am doing well, yeah. people assume I'm not. So you still have to have a mental game going on saying, oh, no, I'm earning that money. Yeah. I'm bringing value to the company. They're compensating me for my value, and I need to make sure I continue to bring a lot of value so I continue to earn a lot of money. Love that. So, and you have to always block out, you know, do you need to save up for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I had an, uh, another story that um, – a lady sat next to me in Taekwondo in the waiting room, another mom, friends with my daughter, one of her friend's moms. She sold Avon before, and her husband, uh, he left, and she's in bad straits. She's going to lose her house. I said, you sell like 2,000 Girl Scout cookies a year. Why aren't you doing more with that Avon thing? This was like last year. She says to me, is there any money in Avon? Wow. I, said, yeah. I said, where do you think I'm getting all my money from? Mm -hmm. I live in a big house. I drive a brand new car. I go on trips. Where do you think all that comes from? Yeah. Every single bit of it is paid wow. for with my Avon business. She said, I thought you had some big job before this and saved <laughs> your money and you were just trying to make a go of the Avon thing. Wow. So I think it's um, you have to constantly work on your own head game. Mm. that this is a serious business and you're going to have to deal with people's opinions around you yeah, all the time they'll say when are you going to go out and get a real job to me wow so i make what yes i'm a normal person makes probably but they don't know that i'm not wearing a little sign yeah. so <laughs> yeah. so you always have to deal with that so i think you always have to work on yourself and yeah. your own head game to stay in the game so, so that's a really interesting point you bring up, Lisa, and that is that, you know, from the get-go, you have to convince yourself daily because you are going to get bombarded with people's opinions, even if it's not direct sales, in any business. Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely. Go get a proper job. Go get secure income. Yeah. But then that divorces you from your mission when you go and conform to everybody else's way of doing things. So once you were able to really skyrocket and work, how long did it take you for you to really get Avon ticking for you? 
to build consistent rhythm. Oh, matter of fact, that what you asked, I, I almost was trying to avoid that. You went back to it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember when the tipping point was. Uh, I'm sure there was one. Okay. But it doesn't, I, it wasn't like a day that came along that said, oh, you've made it. I don't feel like I've made it now. I'm still climbing the mountain. I'm still working on earning more money. I'm still working on my title, everything like that, still the same. Yeah. I still give it all that I've got, just like I always have. Yeah. So to me, um, yes, there, there was a time um, that I was paying people I owed money to $2 a month to keep them off my back and had a little carbon sheet to keep everybody straight. (laughs) And I I don't have to do that anymore, of course. And I I have, matter of fact, I have my electric bill on auto pay, so I don't have to look at the bill because I, (laughs) yeah, that's a flashback. So, I mean, that stuff slowly worked itself out. So I don't have to worry about that all the time. Like Mm -hmm. once I might have, but I, I don't know when that, tipping point happened I don't I just worked through it I worked past it and it's not that I sit here today saying wow I'm successful I don't feel like that I just feel like I'm a warrior on the the you know <laughs> the battlefield of a business owner just like everybody else yeah, yeah. and I've just been fortunate enough to been doing this consistently persistently long enough mm-hmm. to have built a big organization yeah, and, and that's the key, consistently and persistently. That's yeah. beautiful. That's really yeah. beautiful. So tell me, how did that then turn into your own business? Because you've taken Avon and you've made it a success for yourself, but then you've evolved that and created your own direct sales business. How did that come around? Well, you know, I think um, it's important to, uh, I'm a business owner and I have a family to support. Mm-hmm. To me, I have to make sure that I'm I'm earning money almost no matter what I'm doing because it's not fair to take time away from my family if I'm not going to be earning doing that. Mm-hmm. So what happened was when I first um, made it to the top of the pay plan in the network marketing company at Avon, the program, network marketing program, they asked me to go around and speak a lot. Oh. And I, I was like, well, you know what? This has taken an awful lot away from my own business. I wonder if people get paid to do this. And sure enough, people do get paid to speak. <laughs> so I, I looked it up. And sure enough, uh, the National Speakers Association here in the United States, um, they have a big organization. And you can um, apply to be a professional member if you do 25 fee-paid speaking engagements in a 12-month period. So in 1998, I did that and got my credentials so that I could charge. And then when I was at a speakers association meeting locally here, learning my craft, they said, you know, yes, you get paid to speak, but one of the main things that ways to earn money in this business is to sell products in the back of the room, uh, specifically if you write your own book. So I've written three books that I've sold between the three of them, I think I've sold 7,500 copies, um, just of those. And then I sell other products that, um, at the time I carried them because they were things that I wanted to buy for my marketing and had to buy in big quantity, like um, the brochure box. Uh, real estate agents use them, but they could be used by direct sellers with this little adapter so I can roll it up in the window of my car. 
Right. Right. But if you want to buy that from a real estate agent supply house, you've got to buy them in boxes of hundreds. Oh. So I bought them wholesale by the hundreds and I split them up and sell them retail. So that's what I Fantastic. do. And I, I sell some other people's, like some other authors' books and stuff too. But I sell a lot of sales aids, some buttons, some this marketing things, brochure holders, stuff like that, because it was things I, I wanted and I was using. Yeah. And I knew that if I had a use for them, the other direct sellers would too. Absolutely. So, you resold other people's products and created your own with books? Yes, I have some of my own too. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And then and you the basically I did my own designs. Yeah. And so you've taken that and you now call it the winner in you. That's yes, the winner in you. Wow. And yeah. then do you do speaking engagements and talks monetizing that? Yes. Yes. And I, um, my next big thing, big thing coming up is uh, the Avon Convention down in, um, it's in Las Vegas and I'm doing five uh, panels and it's a book project. Uh, you're going to like this. Um, I thought for about ooh, four or five years back, wouldn't it be cool if all the top earners at Avon got together and did a book together? Oh. I thought that we each write a chapter. I thought, you know, that would be cool. And for a long time, I sat there going, somebody ought to do that. You know, somebody else ought to do yeah. it. <laughs> and about three years ago, I went, I'm somebody. I could, do <laughs> I could get this done. So what it turned into is it's called A View from the Top. Uh, there's actually now a set of three books. So there's volume one, two, and three and matching audio flash drives with interviews. I'm interviewing the 63 co-authors. Wow. So it's a whole, you know, it's a whole brand by itself, the view from the top. So all 63 of us um, wrote chapters for those, those three books. And uh, the seminar at the convention is panels of the co-authors. And I'm doing like MC work because I'm the one that knows them all. So it was my project and I'm the project leader just because I stood up and said, somebody ought to do this and that somebody evidently is going to be me. <laughs> right. Excellent. And then, then you're and going I, to monetize that obviously. Right. And I sell the book. So um, how it benefits me the most is because the other co-authors sell the book they're in and all the other co-authors are in one book. I'm the only one that's in all three. So I sell all three and all three flash drives, and I'm the only one that has all three. So I can sell a big bundle of all of it, and I'm the only one that has it all. Wow. And I don't think they're all probably going to sell them in the long run, but I am. So eventually I'll probably be the only one left selling them, which will help me even more. Brilliant. I, I, it turned out fabulous. I, I love the set. It's a, it's a great, a great resource because the, each co-author tells their story and their tips and it's the top people. And, and I think that would be relevant to anyone in direct sales. Yeah. I'm surprised more, more companies don't do that. Not just ours, but more, you know, more other companies, more other companies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're one of the top earners in another company, get your people together and do it. It's, it's yeah. great. Yeah, well, great too. Yeah. But, but what I love about your story is that the first idea of Avon came about out of desperation. I got to earn money. I, there's a recession. And then by doing really well, just keeping at it, that evolved into a direct sales business of your own. 
where you're reselling and creating your own products. And then because you were doing well in those, that evolved into a new level of monetization, which was speaking. Now taking your ideas and actually delivering that. That's just a beautiful evolution. And that's what real having your passion, it's kind of, you know, evolves. And do you love, because I would believe now that your love or you do enjoy sales. Absolutely. I think it's marketing that I love uh, or trying to get my name in front of the most people. Yeah. At, at some point I read a quote that said you could be successful at anything if enough people knew what you did. Yeah. That's it. That, and when I read that, I went, wait, that makes a lot of sense yeah. because in Avon in particular, which is true about a lot of companies, there are 6 million Avon representatives. And I'm thinking the only way little me from New Hampshire is going to make it to the top of this yes. is if enough people know or believe that I'm the only one. Yeah. You know, they believe I'm the Avon representative. Yeah. So I think I went about trying to uh, brand myself with the Avon name, you know, that, like the car, everybody knows the car with me. Cause you, you drive a car with Avon at the top, right? I, it's wrapped. It's got a vinyl wrap on the whole entire car. And it says the lipstick lady is uh, nhlipsticklady.com. And it has a, a light up sign on the roof. I bought a pizza, a pizza delivery sign and took the word pizza off and wrote the word Avon on. So it lights up in the lighter. So when you go around at night, it lights up. Yeah, but you know, as, I don't know if whoever's listening to this might sound, oh my goodness, but that's the level of commitment and dedication. That's what it really means that you have. Well, you know, the people, it's funny because people say to me, I would never go around. Uh, with a car like that, that's too embarrassing. I'm like, you know what? Embarrassing is chasing the electric guy up because he's going to shut me off again. The car is just an ad. Wow. You know I, mean? I, I can drive around an ad all day long. I, I, to me, that's money. Money coming in. Yeah. You know, yeah. Is not having the money. So to me, I don't mind driving the car around at all. <laughs> I, I love it because people. Hey, it's a car. <laughs> Totally, totally. It's, it's neat. That's, that's, you know, for someone who is looking to, who is in a nine to five job or who is in business and because there's a lot of network marketing companies out there and those, some, some people are actually in network marketing listening to this as we speak, what recommendation would you give if someone is looking into starting something on the side just to get something happening before they take a leap in, into doing it full time? Actually, not, not just for direct sellers and uh, network marketing, but any, anything. I would suggest looking around and seeing what value you could bring that you could charge for. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already talking, my, my 10-year-old daughter, I'm already talking to her about doing a babysitting service. Because wow. all the moms around here always want babysitters, yet they don't have anybody coordinating setting up the city wow. sitters and getting them CPR trained and babysat trained. And I said, you know what? You could not only go do babysitting, but if you lined up the uh, babysitting jobs for the other girls, they would give you a kickback from their fee. So you could earn on your own jobs plus the jobs you booked for them. But I mean, everybody, if they thought, what have I wanted that I wasn't able to get? Whether that's, um, house cleaning, car washing, whatever, dog sitting or whatever it is, what could I provide for a service that people would be willing to pay for? You know, what would I be willing to pay for? And I think if you think about your value and what you could charge, there's a lot of businesses that would fly 
I think, if people would just go out there and, and consistently, persistently go after it, you know, brand themselves and get everybody to know what they're doing. And then you got to stick with it, even when it doesn't look good. You got to stick with it. Yeah. Do you get a lot of, because uh, I know a lot of people suffer from this and myself included, is the shiny object syndrome where you're doing Avon, you've got direct sales, your business there, you've got your speaking, but then something else comes up and it kind of distracts you. So you go and work that out. And does that ever happen to you where you get new opportunities or new ways of doing something that, you know, is not adding to the vision of what you set in that year or in that five year term or wherever? Well, I think. What, what I did, and I, I don't know everybody could do this or not, but what I did was I said, um, with my Avon business, I'm not going to pursue other types of money until I make it to the top of the pay plan. So once I made it to, they called it senior executive unit leader at that point. Um, I said, once I make it to senior, then anything else that I do, because I don't have a big attention span, I do get sidetracked by other projects, it'll have to fit into my category of earning money, not compete with my Avon, but it has to add value to my Avon business. So for instance, I, another form of income that I have, um, I do another network marketing company called Send Out Cards. I don't know if you've ah, heard of them. Yes, yes, right? yes. Um, I'm a senior manager with them, which is not nothing. It's, it's a pretty kind of big team, but not huge. It certainly isn't, um, anywhere near my Avon business, but I only took that on because I use that as a tool in my Avon business. So it fit with it, it doesn't compete with it, and I use it for my business. So it had to fit, and it had to fit with the whole feel of the thing. It couldn't be something totally off, like it couldn't be cleaning products or, or something, it couldn't be totally off or compete. It could be something we already sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't, I didn't do that until I was at the top of the pay plan with one company. And then I protect my core business because it's all my money. I mean, the big, vast majority of my income, I'd say a good 80, 85% is my Avon check. Mm -hmm. I protect that at all costs. So mm -hmm. if I'm going to ignore something else, it's not going to be that. So um, I people laugh at me here because I call uh, maintaining my title, which is top of the pay plan, is the prime directive like in Star Trek. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, there's no not maintaining the title. Yes, yes. I don't care what happens, yes. what I have to do or who I have, what else I have to ignore, but I'm laser focused. Uh, losing my title is not optional. Yeah. There's in that I'm going to maintain my title because that's how I earn the most money. Yes, yes. And then I'm free to do some other creative things like the book project or like I like send out cards because I can be creative doing cards for my Avon business. Mm -hmm. But it, it helps me to do other projects, but it all has to feed back into my core money mm -hmm. or I don't want to do it. So, you know, like back. Sorry, you know, I'm sorry, I missed that. Speaking feeds back into my Avon business ah. because more people know me. I actually have team members that they met me when I was doing a seminar 10 years ago. They quit Avon at some point between then and now. When they came back, I was the one they remembered. Wow. So now they're on my team because they called me, they found me online and called me. So it does all feed back in. Yeah. 
yeah. my core business. So I think finding your core thing that you're going to earn the most money in. And then if you get distracted by shiny, shiny things, make sure they feed into your core thing. Mm, mm, beautiful advice. Beautiful advice. So this is really quite beautiful because I didn't even know you're involved in another network company, which is send out cards, which is quite big in and of itself. Uh, so we've got Avon, we've got direct sales, and it's really been an evolution for you. And I guess success breeds success. Once you were good at one thing, it gave you the confidence to go to the next thing. What would you say, you know, Lisa, because you've been there, you know, in your 20s, you had a secretarial job, you, had, you were taken care of, income coming in. For someone who is going to take a leap of faith, and you came from at a point of desperation. But if someone is kind of lukewarm where they are, you know, they want to move, but they're not really fussed about it. That's, that's rough. Yeah, because I, I was put in a spot where I had to do it. Yeah. So I almost recommend desperation. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe hope you get laid off because that <laughs> really worked, really, that worked yeah. wonders for me. I'm not sure I would have done it if it hadn't been for the fact that I had to do it. Yeah. I'm not sure I would have. And by the way, I do want to tell you, I have taken leaps of faith and failed miserably. I had a Curves franchise and lost about $400,000 doing that. Wow. So I had to be really strict with myself saying this failure cannot stop me from taking chances. I could have said I lost $400,000. I, I don't trust myself to make yeah. take chances anymore. I've got to not do that because I've got to be able to try new things and try new projects and try to, it seemed like that was going to fit in with my businesses. Yeah. It just didn't work out, but I've got to have enough confidence in myself and learn new things and go to see new people. And I've got to be able to do that in order to move forward from that. So I think, try something. And I, I gave that a good whirl. That was like four and a half years. It took me to lose that money. <laughs> to wow. me, it was paying for a college education though, because I, yeah. I learned a lot from that experience. But I mean, failing isn't the end of the world. You know, it wasn't fatal. Yeah. I lost a bunch of money, but so what? Yeah. I mean, it was bad. I, I wish I hadn't done. No, no, I'm sorry. I don't wish I hadn't done it. I'm glad I did it because mm. I, I learned so much from that. Wow. But it, it was a, a chance that I took that didn't work out. So everything I do doesn't work out, but I'm glad that I, I'm willing to keep trying different things and trying different ways to earn money. And you know, Lisa, that's the real monetize your money, monetize your mission spirit, because you got to keep at it. You got to keep at it, even when it doesn't look promising. And, and that's just a cliche that we all know about, but that's you are the prime example of it that you did venture into something else, but that wasn't successful. But you're still standing up as a very successful woman doing what you do now, worth netting millions of dollars in what you do. Well, and I, I learned that I didn't do enough research for that when I bought it. Mm. Um, we didn't have the density per population to support that kind of franchise here where I live. And when I bought that, I didn't even know what density per population was. Wow. You know what I mean? And now that I know that, so, um, totally I, know that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, really. I learned a lot from that experience. And, um, so I think it's finding what you're really serious and passionate about. To me, I want to set a good example, especially for my daughter. 
Yeah. You know, that she should be independent, earn her own money, mm. be able to work on her own if she wants to for her own business. Yeah. And that she can have anything she wants. She doesn't have to settle for the life in the trailer park if she doesn't want that. Wow. She can have anything she wants and nobody can stop you as long as you decide that's, that's the way it's going to be. You know, I like that that Jim Rowan quote where he says, uh, you're either going to see me on the side of the mountain dead or on the top waving because I'm not stopping. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you know, yes. Yes, absolutely. And it wasn't he a great businessman? Yeah, absolutely. He really did monetize his mission. That's awesome. And, you know, so the takeaways for me, honestly, Lisa, have been that desperation creates opportunity if you see it that way. There is, I love that, if you're persistent and consistent, that the evolution of being good at something that can take you somewhere else and then that creates more of a mission to monetize, giving you the opportunities you have now. And I know that you've got, for those of us who are listening right now, for those of you who are listening, who want to learn more about Lisa and take, because I know you've got your own uh, direct selling work that includes branding, marketing and sales. How, if someone was listening to this and they want to get more into your head, how you've done things, what can they, where can they go? Well, I think the best place probably I have a Facebook business page mm-hmm. and all things go off of that because that's an easy thing to maintain. Sure. And it's facebook.com backslash winner in you. So it's W-I-N-N-E-R-Y-O-U. W-I-N-E-R-I-N-Y-O-U. <laughs> winner in you. Well, you know what? If you don't remember that, lisawilber.com and even Lisa Wilbur spelled incorrectly. With the U, I paid for all those URLs and it all goes to the same place. Wow. So, wow. You can go to winnerandyou.com. That's my regular commerce site that I sell my books and things. Right. But the Facebook page uh, is facebook.com backslash winnerandyou. I post their ideas all the time. Yeah. And I think that's probably the best pace, place to catch up and find out more about me. Excellent, excellent. And I know you've got some pre-recorded interviews, which you were talking about before this interview, and they're, they're to do specifically with marketing, selling, and branding. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because, can you tell me the story as to why you created those? Uh, those Actually, um, the ones I was thinking about, I did a radio show a couple of years ago, um, and it was... Uh, once, uh, let's see, once every two weeks or three weeks, I think, I went down to Nashville and did a radio show live on the air, and I recorded those. And um, they're about small businesses and marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also do a call uh, every other Monday now that I record. Oh, wow. Those audio programs. And it's almost always about marketing marketing, attracting people to yourself. And then to, I call it support, but it's keeping the customers and team members once you found them. Those are the two big uh, things that I have some knowledge about mm. is finding people to start with and then keeping them once you found them. Okay. I call it marketing and support. But I, I had to come up with all that stuff because, you know, with Avon, we're known for door knocking. That is not something I'm interested in participating in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've never done it. I couldn't picture myself doing that. So I had to come up with all these ways to attract people to me. Fantastic. And that's that's what I do. I that's why I came up with the car. I looked around and saw what other companies were doing, and that's what I I do. I just do a lot of it. 
Wow. So, well, for, you, for anyone that's listening out there who has an idea that they want to be able to monetize, I highly recommend go out and check Lisa's work because if you're not in the door knocking type, she's worked out how to actually get in front of many people, just as Lisa said, and make sure as many people see you, you are going to be a success as long as you can get in front of the right people and as many people. Correct? Yes, absolutely. Beautiful. Any final thoughts, any final words at all, Lisa, before we wrap up? Well, can I give you an example of <laughs> proof that this works, by the way? Um, there was a piece of mail that went down to the trailer park, and it was made out to my ex-husband's company called W&W Buildings. It didn't have my last name on it, just said W&W Buildings. Um, the lady that bought the trailer we used to live in, she wrote on it, not here, deliver to Avon lady. That's all it said. Avon lady didn't have my last name on it. There are 15 Avon representatives in this town. They brought that letter to me. Wow. And that's because this town believes that I am the Avon lady because I've worked very hard at marketing myself so that they would believe that I'm the one. Wow. And Avon itself calls me the, the most well-known Avon representative in the world out of six million. And, and anyone can do that. Anyone can brand themselves to be known as the person that does their company. That's and I, I think it's just all a matter of persistently, consistently branding yourself and marketing. Well, you've got the formula. You've got the formula. <laughs> anyone who's looking to get the formula, go get on Lisa's page to find out more about that uh, and to find it inside her brain, how it actually works, how she's gotten herself to be the Avon lady amongst all the other reps in her city. That's, that's just incredible. <laughs> uh, I just want to thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us today and for teaching us your journey, for giving us the lessons that you've had so that we can stand on your shoulders and take a look beyond where you've gone to and see where the road lies for us. Uh, and to find that, you know, what you're doing, you obviously love it. You obviously love selling. You obviously love marketing and branding. And that's where you've branched out to. And I want to thank you for sharing that information as a key point of how to monetize what you're good at. And just to leave it off at this, uh, someone once said to me that you're always first in your market. You always, you're always a marketer before you're in your business. So you're always a marketer before you're in network marketing. Like that's if you think well, everybody's a marketer if you think about it, everybody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and a key way of monetizing is get really good at marketing and get a really glimpse of how are people doing it around you, just like you have created your own formula for it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking.